And welcome, everybody, to the newest episode of Amateur Theory. Uh, we have a, a special treat for you today. If you thought the Sonic the Hedgehog movie was recent, wait till you get a load of this. We're doing Artemis Fowl, which came out... Has it even been a month? I don't think it's even been a month. Oh, it's... By the time they see this, yeah. it will have been, though, I think. Okay, that's true, yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is, this is pretty contemporary. So, um... Is this is the latest and hottest new Disney film? That's right. <laughs> Would have been released in theaters, except for that, uh, given the current situation, they decided to put it straight yeah. to streaming. Um, as all our uh, episodes are, this is going to be a spoiler cast. If you haven't seen it and you want to see it, then, uh, you know, I guess, wait, advice, just don't. <laughs> watch the podcast, but you don't need to watch the movie. Yeah. It's okay. You can skip it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this this was uh, not a good movie. We're, we're back. We're again back to uh, the not good movies. This one was was pretty bad. Um, yes. Well, for, okay. For a variety of reasons. So I think, actually, was I the one that was initially interested in doing this? Just because, or I remember seeing. I think like the Rotten Tomatoes score or something like it was. I think I, think like I a... sent it to you. I, I sent you the uh, uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score as like a joke, like oh we could do this one, and then you were mm -hmm. like, uh, then you you were like excited about it. You're like oh yeah, let's like let's rip this one up. I was feeling so, cocky uh, then. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I saw it's like at a ten percent or something. Terrible number. So I thought this was going to be like, oh, is this is this like the next Last Airbender or something? I thought it might be one of those. <laughs> In situations. a lot of ways, it was. Like, it, I think it actually had a lot of similar problems. It just wasn't quite as bad, but it had like it it took too much source material, and it tried to drill it down to like the most exciting moments. But by doing that, you got rid of like all character development. You got rid of like any kind of like interesting. It was just action sequence after action sequence. Got rid so of again, any coherence. I, well, you've yeah. read the books, right? Yes. Okay. So, but I, I mean, we're talking like over a decade ago. So okay. I, I didn't sound like I had like a fresh uh, memory of it. But even after I watched the movie, I was like, this is not what I remembered even a little bit. And I okay. just Googled like differences between the movie and the book. And they're substantial, actually. They made okay. uh, particularly on the, the lead, young Artemis is a very, very different person. Because in yeah. the books, well, I feel like he's an actual villain in the books. Yeah, like, he is, and so is the dad. Like none of them are like happy-go-lucky people. They're all like very, very terrible people, actually. And then they also, um, in the movie, they like they made him. They tried really hard to make Artemis cool. Like he's like surfing and like <laughs> doing like electronic skateboarding and like doing kickflips and whatever. You know that that's not <laughs> how it was. <laughs> it was none of that. Like. You know, he's just, he, he was, like, known for, like, wearing suits and, like, uh, you know, just being, you know, a criminal mastermind is kind of his thing. So, like, it's, uh, yeah, just very, very different. Okay. Well, I, I had never read the books. And so I was wondering for you, because you had read them, if you knew what was going on in this movie. Because I can not tell what the yeah, hell I mean, is. like, I think I, think I followed the story. Um, so... I know, like, the big... I could follow the major big beats, which is... Yeah, there's something called an Oculus, which is important. <laughs> Why? It's never really specified, but it is important. It, it is it's important. just a Everybody wants it. 
Yeah. <laughs> and somehow there's a there's a villain who wants it and Yes. They kidnap Artemis's dad. They yeah. call Artemis and says, You have to give me the Oculus if you want to see your dad again. And then things happen. Yes, there's, there's time skips, and there's, like, forced fields, and then there's... Is, uh, so to answer your question, like, not really. I also not really know what was going on. Um, okay. And, again, so, interestingly, this, this the plot of the movie is actually um, a combined plot of both the first and the second books. Like, they kind of mashed them. So, like, the books are already pretty thick. Yeah, and uh, so then they're, they're taking even more elements from... And actually, I was surprised to find that the author uh, was involved. Like, okayed the script beforehand. That is, is really surprising. They're probably, you know, the skill set for writing a book and writing a screenplay are different. So it's yes, possible... They, just, they uh, really are. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you know... I, I could see maybe not knowing what you're doing very much when it comes to the, the switching between the two. Um, Fantastic piece. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's... Um, I think the things I really didn't like were... Uh, so, the things I do remember from the book, right? And I was a big fan. I actually went to, like, a book signing. I met the author. That's right. You met the author, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I'm, I was very much into these books as a child. And uh, the, the part that I remember about them is not the plots, because, like, the plot's about, you know, he needs to pull off this heist and this. And, like, it's all very, like, yeah, whatever. You know, just something to move the story along. But the interesting part was the characters, always. Like, they're, they're a colorful cast of characters. You have Artemis, who's, like, the boy genius. You have Dom, who's, like, this, like, really badass uh, bodyguard, which... That's the butler. Yeah, that's yeah. the butler. Um, and then you have his... his uh, uh, niece, or I think they make it his sister in this one. I forget which one switch. It is, but uh, she shows up for like total of three minutes screen time in this movie. So she's actually supposed to be an important character, but like she's again, there's just there's not enough time. Then Holly is supposed to be an interesting character, and uh, Holly is said in the movie is 84 years old. That is young for fairies, yes. but even young for fairy would mean that she's like. You know, she acts like a like a twenty to thirty year old okay. in the books. So the fact that they use a child actor for her, I found really disappointing. Because <laughs> child actors are rarely suck. Good. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> occasionally they'll you'll have like a stand up performance yeah. by one, but like more or less, like it's not what's happening. So the fact that you already had one child actor. Like, okay, we need to, like, prop him up with some people good surrounding him. But then they give another child actor. And so then, like, then their relationship is supposed to be, like, what is the thrust of the movie? They develop a friendship, which is how the book goes. But in the movie, you don't know why they're friends. That's never clear. Like, they just have to be because the script uh, has to have them be. It, it was so bizarre. Like, so he, he drugs her, puts her in a cage, right? And then, like, after they've known each other for maybe on screen for five minutes, five, ten minutes, maybe. And then he, he goes up to her and is like, your father died. My father's missing. I think I trust you. And he takes <laughs> off his sunglasses and they stare into each other's eyes. And they're like, 
all right, we're best buds now. And that was it. That was like the entire like development of any kind of relationship. And so the whole time you're just like, yeah, <laughs> that's all it takes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you have very, very low standards here. And then they, I mean, I don't know. It was just, uh, and then like all, all right, well, the action scenes are supposed to be happening from the, the Butler family. Like, you know, Dom is supposed to be like this like super cool, like, badass guy and so is his uh sister slash niece they switch it from the book to the movie that's one of the changes um but in this there's like there's one fight scene with them in it and he does do some cool stuff but it's over in flash like most of the action comes from like the cgi effects of people like being floated up 10 feet in the air in a boat and then they like crash it down like nothing you know it's 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 more like instead of people doing things that are interesting it is that things are happening. Again, that's kind of a similar criticism we had of uh, Last Airbender, where like, honestly, I don't remember scene. the action scenes that well, and I think part of that just might have been because while that was going on, I was trying to piece together what was happening or how we got <laughs> to this point. And I, hold on, I I want to try to make sense of this. Okay, <laughs> Let's start from the beginning. Okay, mm. we have Artemis. Uh, I guess boy genius Jimmy Neutron. I guess <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, he's I also very... like he does the boy genius thing where like things just happen, and he's always like, "I knew it would happen like that." Like that's that's there's like no and it like doesn't really make sense to the audience. Like, why did you think that? Like that's never explained. Just he always knows, and so because things worked out, obviously it was because of Artemis being so smart. Of course, of course, that was the reason. And it's like, okay, anyway, sorry. Okay, so we have Artemis, very smart kid, and his dad is like dealer in antiques and rarities or something i can't remember his profession but he's is he also a thief in this movie like he steals stuff from the yeah. fantasy underworld it's implied that he's a thief which in the book he totally is a thief that's what he does but in this it's like is he is he a thief or is he just trying to protect the fairy realm by stealing things, uh, it's unclear. Well, he has the Oculus, I guess, which is yes. Once again, to get it out of the... we don't know what the Oculus right. really does or anything. But anyway, Artemis's dad gets kidnapped by a villain who we never. Do we even There's learn no their name? Do we learn their name even? I don't know. In the, I only know because I, I reread the Wikipedia synopsis afterwards to make sure I understood what was going on. It's O Obli. Oh, oh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> they might as well have not had a name based on how much we know about them. A faceless villain kidnaps yeah. Artemis's dad, calls Artemis and says, All right, I have your dad. If you want him back, you have to give me the Oculus. Um, okay. And Artemis is like, What's the Oculus? And so is the audience at this point because we're like, Oh, all right. right. And the villain, I think, just says, like, you're smart, you'll figure it out. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, am I... While I was watching the movie, like, am I stupid? Was I supposed to have figured it out? Because I didn't figure it out. <laughs> anyway, so then we learned that there's, um, like, I guess underground, there's the entire, like, fantasy world of, like, fairies, dwarves, goblins, yada, yada, yes. yada. Mm. And... I guess the fairies are like the police or something. Right. They have Some a very sort of uh, FBI, CIA thing. I don't know. Mm. Um, well, they're they're leprechauns. 
Are they leprechauns? I forget the entire acronym. The books. But like instead or of like CIA, it's like LEP or something like that. Oh, okay. But yeah, they're, they're fairies. They're fairies. Anyway, so one fairy, Holly, she mm-hmm. gets sent out into our world, uh, the human world, to, I guess there's a troll out or something that yes. she has to stop. Yes, which I she didn't realize that was what was happening until she got to the troll. <laughs> the whole time I was wondering why they sent her out. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. I don't know. So she goes to like some like uh, somewhere in Europe. There's like some wedding it's slash wedding, party. Yeah. And a troll's about to crash it. No pun intended. Um, And so she fights the troll and or like and I guess they they don't explain like the rules of magic or like what the relationship I guess is between the human and the fantasy world and how like the magic there is supposed to work because at one point she saves a girl and uh the leader of the fairies who's yes, still on the ground like Judy Dench she's like don't don't use magic um and but uh, Holly, she's like, but she's hurt. Like, so she uses magic mm-hmm. to save her. And in the background, like five other people are getting smacked around by this <laughs> troll. <laughs> What's crazy is that every single time the fairies are involved in, because the whole premise is that they're like keeping the fairy world a secret. People can't know. Yet what you have is situations where this troll just like is just destroying the town, and like people are hurt. And then they're implied that their mind is wiped, kind of like a uh, men in black kind of deal. But, like, even if your mind was wiped of the immediate situation, the fact you went from a normal wedding to everything's destroyed now, like, does that not raise eyebrows? Like, after, like, it happened, everyone was just like, huh, this wedding sucks. Like, they didn't, like, maybe the maybe the mind wipe makes you, like, kind of dumb, too. Yeah, I'm I sure guess. This is, like, but... working. But if you do the mind wipe thing, then why can't you use magic if they won't remember you using magic because of the mind wipe? <laughs> I, am I thinking too hard about this movie? Am I putting too much thought in? Because <laughs> they like freeze everything. They have this like freeze ability, yeah. and I immediately went like, "Is is that not magic? That's, that's <laughs> I've like never seen that shit before, man." <laughs> Okay. It actually is a little unclear about what is technology and what is magic. They like kind of blend. Yeah. And is but the even even so, it's it's not clear like why is one thing okay and one thing's not okay. Like, I don't know. Okay. Well, whatever. She uh, they handle the troll, and then yeah. she's supposed to return back to base. But then she says like, "But I want to go see like my father or something." Yeah, she's trying to clear her father's name. Which does get nicely wrapped up in the end that she's able to do that, even though there's no, her actions had nothing to do with that, really. It just so happened to be that it was like a coincidence that uh, doing what Artemis wanted to do also happened to solve. That was one of the many things that Artemis, just by being around, is making things happen the way he wants, even though he seemingly is not doing anything. Okay, I must have missed the fact that her father's name had been like slandered or lambasted or whatever, because that she just like, Goes to the tree where she gets caught by Artemis, and it felt very contrived. Like, like so much of this movie. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is that Artemis just has like these like weird plans. Like, let's go to this tree, and like it just so happens that that worked. 
but apparently if she had obeyed orders, it wouldn't have. But he would have yeah. gone to the tree, would not seen of any fairies, and then the movie would be over. But it just so happened by a series of coincidences that it works out, and it's ascribed to Artemis's genius that things are working out the way they are. But again, it's like it just it doesn't really make sense, really. Like it's it's just things are happening, and then we're calling him a boy genius. Yeah, it's, the script has to get to the next part, so we'll just right. That right. Okay, so she gets captured. Um, and Artemis has her, like, in his mansion, main or whatever. And then yeah. the entire, like, fairy organization, the army shows up, yeah. like, all of them, it seems, <laughs> to rescue her. <laughs> and I guess they use that freeze thing again, which I guess just freezes time in a little bubble. Yeah. Um, but then they damage it. Or I think, I think the butler does. Yeah. Well, anyway. It's an arrow at it or something. The elves, or fairies, try to get into the house to rescue Holly. They can't, so they get this, I guess, dwarf who they have in prison, played by Josh Gad, but yeah. he's a big dwarf. Uh, right. He's I very guess. sensitive about this. Yes. Um, but the fact that he is big is the reason why they want him, because I guess he can dig more, and they need him to, I guess, dig into the house... And yeah, and he does this by he does this by making his mouth like really big. So this actually is from the book. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it goes he into, eats it the goes dirt. Into big detail about this. Shits it out the other end like really exactly quickly. That is exactly what happens. <laughs> and sure. Uh, why not? Anyway, I, so... I'm not sure how much... Because I know this is very, very heavily based... Or the books originally were based on, like, actual folklore. I don't know how much of that is from folklore and how much of that is just from the author's creative mind. I, I couldn't tell you. Actually, I could actually kind of believe that being from folklore. Um... Yeah, that's the kind of weird thing that, like, would be. Yeah. <laughs> like, it wouldn't surprise me if it was, but... Right, who's to say? So, anyway, the <coughs> dwarf who... I don't know, he looks like Hagrid. Hagrid digs into the mansion. And he... And somehow Artemis knew this was going to happen. That a dwarf would dig in. And then the dwarf finds the Oculus in the house. In house. <laughs> Which again, <laughs> Artemis didn't even know what it was. But luckily, because of his genius, he happenstanced it that it was already in his possession the whole time. Which was great. But he needed the dwarf to use his master thief skills to unlock the safe in Artemis's house in order to get the, the Oculus, which was all part of Artemis's secret plan from the beginning, to uh, find a fairy out in the wild, shoot it down, get it in a cage, bring the army through, and then stop the army so they need to hire a dwarf to get it through the house so that they can <laughs> find the Oculus that Artemis had the whole time. Does it make sense yet? <laughs> <laughs> So, the dwarf finds the Oculus, and I guess at that point, they all become friends for whatever reason. Artemis lets Holly out of the cage he's keeping her in, um, and... And it's, it's found that one of the, uh, one of the, the fairy police force guys was actually kind of a double agent. Oh, yes. That guy the whole time. He was working for the nameless villain that kidnapped the dad. Yes. And he... Wait, what? I I'm confused. <laughs> I'm just confused myself. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so there's a couple yeah. more action sequences, like a troll shows up. Might have been yeah. the same troll, but they made it bigger and angrier and more scarier now. But they somehow beat it. Um, and then, I don't know, I actually remember the film being kind of anticlimactic. Like, they have the Oculus, and doesn't Holly just, like, use it she's like okay i'm gonna use it now and the dad's just like back yeah he just shows back up and then it's like one of those things where the villain is like curse you yeah. Artemis. i don't think he like i don't think he says that exactly but like something to those love act and then <laughs> and then the movie ends <laughs> i think it was setting itself up for a sequel but oh i'd be very surprised if there will be a sequel <laughs> I, I don't think so i <laughs> i mean yeah because yeah. nothing's explained in this movie like and so I was, I'm, I'm curious about your take on this. On one hand, I was super grateful the movie was very short. Like, very grateful that it was only, like, 90 minutes. But at the same time, they probably could have used, a, like, another hour at least if to, like, just to wrap things up. But then if they had kept the same actors and everything, it would have been... Oh, yeah. Like... So you, I guess you had to do the whole thing from scrap. You had to start over. But, um, yeah. And actually make it good this time and then, like, try to... Take your time. Don't try to cram two books into one, I guess, is what you said. Just Yeah, it's it's because they... I mean, it's not like they have the first book and the second book. It's more like... Um, they took elements they from... took elements both. from both. Okay. Like, the, the Oculus and the villain are from the second book. Okay. But the, uh, obviously, like, him meeting Holly and stuff is from the first book. Um, some other differences that... Again, I, I didn't remember this, but, like, I just looked it up later. Like, what were the differences? Um... The uh, besides the characters being totally different people, the uh, the other difference was that um, in in the movie, I mean in the book, the father does not know about the varies. Like he's just like a criminal. Like, that's just that's oh, what he does. Okay. He's he's a criminal. He's like he's never home basically um, because he's always off doing criminal shit. And uh, then there's the uh, he has a mother too. Artemis has a mother. But she's kind of crazy. So she's like a disturbed lady who lives with Artemis, who kind of has to like take care of the house himself, you know, basically because his, his mom isn't doing anything and his dad is always gone. And Artemis, through his intellect, figures out that fairies are real and therefore okay. comes up with a plan to utilize that to steal and make money. Because that's, that's what his mm -hmm. primary motivation in, in the books is he's a... He's a oh, so you actually see money. some genius and in intellect in the books. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it, it's... Uh, and I'm sure that if I read them, um, I mean, my, my experience generally of going back to things I liked as a kid that were meant for kids is they're rarely as good as I remember. But, like, you have to... But, I mean, like I, fair, I think the Artemis like Fowl series was, like, pretty, like, well-regarded by, like, most people. Like, even, yeah, no. even for, like, young adult books, like... Right, no, I'm sure it is. Um, and, like, that's not to say anything is bad. It's just that, uh, in my experience, so, like, after the, the last Airbender movie thing we did, I went, I went back to watch the show to, like, see, like, does yeah. this hold up? And it's not a bad show by any means, but it is a kid's show. And, like, maybe some other people are probably more inclined to, like, that kind of stuff than I am. Um, but I've never, I, I find kids' entertainment a little boring. And that's that's nothing to say about the, the quality of it. That's just me. 
me being an old curmudgeon. I don't know. <laughs> Lost the magic somewhere. Um, but yeah, just, just for, for me, like kids' properties are just rarely as interesting. And okay. so about, I, I don't know. I haven't, right. I really have not read these books in super, super long. All time. Right. So maybe they are like incredible. And I just, if you were, uh, if this movie came out when you had read the books, when you were younger, do you think you would have liked this movie anymore? I think I would have hated it so much more. Okay. Like it helped the fact that like, I'm so removed from it. And have, like I said, I was a big fan of these books, like a big fan. And these are not faithful adaptations. So like, just for that reason, and the fact that like what it was replaced with wasn't like a quality film. It was like this kind of garbage cobbled together movie and it wasn't faithful. Like if you're going to make a bad movie adaptation, at least make it faithful to appeal to somebody, right? Like someone yeah. will appreciate you just doing it by the numbers, do it for the book. Like there's someone out there who just wants to see it visualize. And this is just not that, you know, like I said, like the Artemis, the main character is a totally different person in this one. He's, he's like very emotional. He's, uh, he's boring. He's <laughs> yeah, he's, and then also I don't yeah, really he, remember him that well from this movie. <laughs> well, what we know about him is that he's a cool kid, cool. He's uh, um, you know he's he's smart, but he is very like he really wants his father's approval and he wants you know to like trust people and make friends, which he does. Um, like that's like. I think that the early Artemis Fowl books, by having this boy genius character who like always wins, it's like at its core, I think it's a power fantasy for kids. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I, I think feel I like think a lot like, of younger entertainment is kind of like that. But, you know. Yeah. So like that's that's like the appeal of it is that you have this um, this twelve year old whatever that when you're you know, I think I might have read the first one when I was like, might have even been like nine, but um. That you're like, you're like, oh yeah, like adults are always underestimating us kids and us kids are actually really capable and like, if only they knew, right? That's, that's kind of like the, the vibe of the books. In this, even though it's always post hoc explained whatever happened is always because Artemis is smart, I didn't get that feeling. Like, and it didn't seem like Artemis was like totally in control. He just seemed like this kid that is kind of, I don't know, going along. And like a lot of bad things happen, like his father gets kidnapped, and because um, again in the books, father is never kidnapped. Father doesn't even know who the fairies <laughs> are, right? Like it, this is this is not you know again it's it's Artemis is doing things to other people. Artemis is not reacting to the actions of others like he is in this. Like he is he is very much even as smart as he is, he's at the mercy kind of of people who can like mess with him. So that it's in that regard, I think I actually, like I said, I, I would not have liked this movie even as a child. I'd be very surprised. Okay, because yeah, this maybe just for the fact that like the CGI would have been cool back in the '90s, like this would have looked a lot. Maybe, but even than it is the CGI now. in this film actually doesn't look that great. It's not like, that great, but in comparison to like '90s CGI, we're talking a very low bar. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I don't know, it is what it is. Yeah, it's... I guess actually it would be early 2000s, not 90s. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Still. So, this, and I mean, so, like, the acting is very, 
Because this is the thing. For whatever reason, I want to keep comparing this to The Last Airbender. Well, I mean, they're both, like, adaptations of, like, younger kids, like, entertainment. They're both confusing and, like, not at all clear. And they're both uh, have, like, too much going on. They also both sacrifice character development for sake of action. And don't do the action particularly well. Because, like, you can even get away with that a little bit. Like, John Wick does not have, like, that much character development. It's just action. But the action is cool. Like, so you want to watch it anyway. Like, it doesn't matter. You don't need that. But for a movie like this, you needed it because the action was not holding the movie up. Um, and that's not to say that, like, John Wick doesn't have any character development. I'm sure people yeah. mentioned that. But, like, it's, uh, it's, it's not the focus of the movie. It's not why you're watching it. Um, but for, like, like I said, like, the thing that appealed to me as a kid was the characters. The character writing is the strongest part of the series, I think. So when you sacrifice that for the sake of the action, which was always, like, secondary... Um, you know, it's just, it's disappointing. Yeah. And the characters in this movie are so just one dimensional and not. Yeah. But entertaining. In like, the thing is they have, they have that Disney charm that last airbender lacked. Like, so yeah, I mean, it, this is a more fun movie to watch than last airbender. Like for sure. last airbender is like painful. Like you have to, I had to force myself through last airbender. Whereas this, I actually was like, like I wasn't like loving it or anything, but I did not like detest this movie. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is you have like, you know, like veteran actors like Judy Dench and Josh Gad. And even though like the, the writing. <laughs> I like Josh I know, right? Gad. I don't know if I'm well, he's, call he's him a veteran off, right? actor in the same, in the same. Well, he's, he's a very famous Judy Dench actor yes, sure but, comparison yeah. might be like but, but i mean is, you even have like colin farrell and uh yeah, as yeah a dad, even though he hardly shows up in this movie uh yeah. but i would and, say judy dench and josh gad were doing most of the like caring in this film i guess well i yeah. i remember they them were, more than the other characters because it seemed like they had more to do than yeah like uh, yeah <laughs> like it, it is just kind of a uh, um most of most of the humor is driven by them. Honestly, they're the ones who are really driving the plot along. Yeah, like it's implied like, that it's all Artemis's secret plan, but like actually, you know, it's the dwarf thief and the the commander who are like setting all the motions in action. Yeah, like they were doing, doing things. things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everyone else is just reacting. Um. So yeah, I like and like I think. I, I would not say this is like Judy Dench's best role or whatever. Like <laughs> the acting was not like so incredible. We're just talking about in comparison to everybody else. Um, yeah, like I guess that's kind of where it was. And Colin Farrell was also fine. Fine for I mean, like he for what he had for like the three minutes he's on screen. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, one thing I actually never figured out um, is what the reporters were reporting on. Like oh, they yeah. were in the beginning and at the end, like that's how the yeah, movie it's a framing the device and right. But like I never understood why, because like the fairies are secret and the time skip stuff. And actually, was the reporting happened before all that? I think it was right. The reporters first came and swarmed to the house before all of the actions were set in motion. Just talking about the dad being missing. So, but I think the reporters they show Josh Gad's character, the dwarf. He's like captured by someone and don't... but not by the reporters though right 
Or... But I thought the reporters did see that. Like, they were kind of reporting on it. It's like, this person oh, has okay. ties to Artemis Fowl that or something. That also didn't make any sense, by the way. Yeah, right. I had no idea who he was so by or why he was captured. score Dory, and he's like, but Artemis knew I was going to be captured the whole time. And then he jets out of there. And it's like, <laughs> why was that the plan? <laughs> like, once again, the thing happens. And of course, it was Artemis's idea. But like, why was his idea? What was this accomplishing? Like, is there any point whatsoever... And maybe it is explained, but there's just so much stuff going on that, like, you missed it. It wouldn't surprise me if it wasn't explained either, though. Like, for, for this movie, either <laughs> way, would be unsurprising. So, that's, uh, yeah. It's... Yeah, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, in terms of, like, the technical aspects, or, like, the direction, it... I don't know, I think the, the biggest problem is probably the screenplay and the acting. Like... Yeah, I but even feel like, like the... it would have been hard to turn this into like a coherent film. <laughs> well, the the action scenes, because I hit on this a little bit earlier. I think the best action scenes is ones where your characters are doing things, and not ones where things are happening. And that like. It's like sounds like a hard distinction to explain, but it is something that I complained about in Last Airbender, and I think it's something I'm complaining about here. That like all the action is driven from, well, unless it's like a troll or like the space force sort of time field thing and like stuff like that. And that's okay if you pepper that in, but like that drives all the action almost. And so like that's only interesting for so long. It is very busy on the screen. In that sense, it was more fun to watch than, you know, Last Airbender because. Like it just the the special effects are more impressive and like the stuff like that, but it's it's still like. It well, I just mean, like compared to like Last Airbender, like there's nothing like jarring in how this was put together. Like in Last Airbender, there's like edits in the film, yeah. just like camera work, where I was like, "What are you guys <laughs> doing?" Where in this, I didn't get any of that too much. In fact, in fact, there's even like. So I'm not going to call the cinematography in this movie like great or anything, but there are even some shots I like. I like seeing kind of like the Irish countryside next to the beach, and mm. and I'm like really grasping at things right now. To... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think we covered most stuff. Um, do you have any like final thoughts on this movie? Well, is there anyone you could recommend it to? I'm gonna just go ahead and say no. <laughs> like I mean, I was has... trying there. No. Uh... Right. Like even even though this is not the worst movie I've ever seen, I can't recommend it to fans of the book. I wouldn't recommend it to children. There's better things to watch. Wouldn't even recommend it to people who like bad movies because if you're gonna watch a bad mm -hmm. movie, there's so much more fun ones than this one. So like in every single aspect, I just don't know. Like, unless you're just extremely morbidly curious about how they messed it up, I guess. <laughs> like, I, I just, I don't, I don't, um, I kind of want to give this another score, but I know I shouldn't, because as soon as I start giving things scores, people are going to, like, compare them, and <laughs> this is all super arbitrary. I'm coming up the last second. I'm not thinking about this. Yeah, I mean, but no, I'd agree. I can't think of anyone to recommend this to. And, like, if... I did it. <laughs> Wait, what were you going to say? I said three or out just... of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, if you're looking for, like, 
a new like family film or something like a new disney film watch onward instead like that's fairly recent right and that's that's actually a good movie like this this is nah there's there's no reason to see this one there there's not um yeah uh artemis fowl don't watch it (laughs) (laughs) well uh thank you for listening in um you know if you're watching on the youtube channel please give us a like subscribe comment um if you're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, please give us a follow. Um, and uh, until next time, uh, we're out. All right. Take care, everybody.